Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. I am here today with Jen Posick. She is the ads maven. Isn't that interesting? We have the ads maven and the brand maven on the same podcast. <laughs> um, so Jen is a, a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, a speaker and a consultant. And she works with coaches, course creators, and personal brands to help them get more visibility, grow their email list, and bring in more clients. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Besides, you know, being stuck inside right now, but yes. Besides the whole world being crazy and Uh, and times. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit more about you. Tell us, um, you know, why you do what you do and. Yeah. So back in, oh gosh. So back in like 2014, I got started working with my family's business and they had a health and wellness business. And I knew we needed an online presence. And I just started learning everything I could from everywhere I could. Um, I feel like we're all lifelong learners. And so I just started, you know, kind of applying that and seeing what worked and what didn't and how I could make it as effective as possible. And I found that Facebook ads were really effective for us to grow our email list and then be able to sell to our list. And so with my family's business, I grew um, their email list through running ads to a lead magnet to over 160,000 people, um, which directly brought in over 2 million in sales from emailing the list and selling to the list. And so I realized the power of Facebook and Facebook ads. And I just started sharing what I know with others and it kind of went from there. Wow. That's awesome. So what does your family do? What's the business? Yeah. So it's a health and wellness business. It's a micronized purple rice that gets into your cells and regenerates them. Um, And it just had some pretty profound effects on my dad's health. It helped lower his morning blood sugar from 200 to 110 within about three months. And for my mom, it helped lower her cholesterol 72 points. And so they just started sharing it with everybody. And so um, when we created like our Facebook business page and stuff, it's CARES High Frequency Wellness. Wow. That's pretty awesome. So you are kind of, are you self-taught with Facebook and Instagram ads? Yes. Um, and I mean, I've taken like, I've taken courses and I've had help along the way for sure. Mm -hmm. And starting off, it was self-taught and with a whole lot of mistakes and money being wasted, (laughs) um, before I really realized all the resources that were out there that I could have paid for to um, do a little bit better, a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second, just real quick, because that's, um, that always interests me for, you know, a lot of people and it, it always seems to scare a lot of people to start investing in themselves, especially when they're, you know, just starting or like right now when the economy is, um, you know, kind of shaky. And, you know, my message lately has been, 
holy cow, like now is the time yeah. to invest in yourself because you have the time to slow down, to speed up. Right. You know? Um, and I've gotten, you know, some mixed reviews on that opinion, which is, you know, totally fine because not everyone is going to have my point of view. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, tell me, you know, what, how were you, where were you at when you said, Oh my gosh, I need to pay to help me. I need, um, I need to invest in myself. Oh gosh. That's a good question. I mean, I don't even think, I just didn't even realize that the help was out there, like to mm. work with like a coach or a consultant or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So starting off, I kind of watched every webinar I could about like digital marketing. I listened to like all the podcasts And, um, one of the first courses that I invested in was, um, one of Amy Porterfield's course Mm -hmm. and it's the one that I purchased was the profit lab, which hasn't existed for several years now. I just remember, um, cause at the time we were running ads for traffic to grow our, to grow our list. And it was in that, and the focus of her, her course wasn't even really around Facebook ads, but some, I, I had made a comment in the Facebook group and somebody was like, oh no, you should be running the ads for conversions. And it's like, I just had no idea Mm. that I was even making that mistake. And now it's like, I mean, it's such a huge one. And I see people make it all the time because it, I mean, it's wasting money. And so as soon as I started running the ads for conversions instead of for traffic, it was like, oh, right. People are signing up and I'm paying a lot less per person. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, I, it's, it's like, I just didn't even know who to ask and where and all of that. Yeah. So how did you find, like, I know, you know, Amy's pretty, I, I'm going to have to probably send her an email or something. Cause I think almost everyone I've had on this podcast has mentioned Amy Porterfield, oh, which so is, funny. and she's so amazing. Right. So I'm going to send her an email and be like, so you have to listen to my podcast because, <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's talking about you on it. <laughs> um, but so when you, um, you know, how did you, besides Amy, how did you find, how did you go about finding people to help you? Um, so I think starting off a lot of it was probably from Facebook ads. Cause well, you know, once you show some interest in something, you're going to see a lot more ads mm. from others because you've shown, shown that interest. So a lot of it was starting off just like, again, listening to podcasts, um, and, um, Amy Porterfield's podcast, online marketing made easy was one of the first ones that mm-hmm. I like listened to like all of it. I mean, this was like years ago. Yeah. She's still, she's on my top 10 list. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and then just kind of watching all the webinars, like anytime I saw an ad for something that was like, Oh, this would be good to learn more about. I like jumped on it and I, I purchased a lot of courses. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at some point I, I got to a point, I was talking to a friend who's also like a coach and she was like, she was kind of like, Jen, I think you need to like invest in more like group coaching or one-on-one coaching to kind of get to the next point that you're trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that seems to be the path that most people follow It's the path that I followed too, right? You open your business, you, um, continuously, you know, find the free stuff that you can consume. 
Yeah. Because we're, you know, teaching ourselves really how to do it. We're not making money yet. So we're afraid to kind of spend that money. So we just consume all this free content. And I know for me, after a little while of consuming so much free content, I started to get confused because one person would be saying one thing, one person would be saying another thing. And I'm like, okay, so now I need something a little bit more than just the free content. So yes, I went to courses too. And I, and I bought some courses as well. And then you're right. You get through those courses and you're like, okay, great. You know, either you're, you get through the courses and you implement what you learned in the courses and you move forward. And then you also get to this point where you're like, okay, now I need something else. Like what's the next step? Um, And then there's also the, the, you know, other path of a course where you take the courses and you're like, this isn't, why isn't this working? Like, right. You know, but it's not that the course didn't work. The course did its job. Yeah. It's usually us that isn't implementing what the course taught us to do. Yeah. Right. Because that's what a, co- a course is. It It's a, here's all the information it's handed to you and you have to now pick up and do the work. Right. So yes. And then you, you, you know, master that part of it. And then you get to that level and you're like, okay, now what, what's next? And you know that every level you go, it's like the, the price tag gets a little bit bigger, right? you know, because it's, you know, more information or now you're, if you're looking for either group coaching or one-on-one coaching, now you're getting that personalized feeling because you know now you're getting access to a person instead of just a digital product yeah so I just I I know we're a little off topic but I just find it's very um interesting to hear the path that people take and the mindset that they have well it's funny to say that because as you were talking about it, it made me realize, yeah, I got to a point where it's like, I knew what I was doing technically wise, like skills wise, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the biggest issue that I had once I had started my own business, it was all like mindset. Mm-hmm. And so like a few years ago, it was like, I stopped looking for the technical stuff and started looking more for like, okay, where can I really invest to work on my mindset so that I can grow my business. Yeah. Or somebody that can pull those things out that you can't see because you're too close to it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the same with me. I mean, I have a coach, I'm a coach and I have a coach. Like I think every, if everyone in the world could, could get a coach, I think they should have one, even if they don't have a business. (laughs) Oh, oh, I totally agree. Um, yeah. Cause I have like life coaches and business coaches and I think both are like so necessary. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, I find it amazing. And it's funny because I can, you know, talk to my, my own clients and I can, you know, pull out it, like, they don't even have to get through their entire, you know, paragraph of what they're saying to me, you know, like verbally. And I've already pulled out the things that I know we need to work on. Yeah. Um, but for myself, when I'm in my own business, I'm like, why isn't this working? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sending a message to my own coach. Okay. I need some help. Like, I know I'm not asking myself the right questions. Right. Help. 
yeah. you know? Um, so funny. Okay. So anyways, uh, let's get back to the subject here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook ads. So right now in this situation that we are in with um, the COVID-19 going on and quarantine and, and all of those things, um, I would, I, I see people um, a little less, I don't, I guess maybe I'll say a little more worried about spending money. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking that other people are also worried about mm-hmm. spending money. Right. So be, so they don't want to spend their money on whatever it is, Facebook ads, investing in themselves, whatever it is. Because they don't think that other people are going to pay them to do what they do. Right. Like this circle, this little vicious circle that you kind of build for yourself um, when something like this happens. And it's understandable. Like, you know, I get it because at first I was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen now? You know, then I went, okay, well, well, there are probably, there are a lot of people that this is going to impact financially. There are also a lot of people that it won't. Yeah. So tell me what you see right now going on in the Facebook ad world. It's so interesting. So most of the, most of my clients, they tend to be coaches of some type, life coaches, business coaches, mindset coaches, um, or course creators or personal brands or like service providers, some type. And as long as, so with coaches, most of them, if they're running ads to begin with, their business is pretty much online in some form, or it can very quickly be moved online anyways. So for them, it's, it's not like business as usual, but almost, um, they're still able to really successfully run ads and launch and make offers and people are still joining them and joining their group coaching programs and signing up for stuff. And people are still paying for things. People are still spending money. Um, it's really weird. Like, I mean, I know like now, like the whole world is weird right now, but because people are not advertising as much as they were before, a lot of big advertisers have stopped. So there's actually like a little bit more space for advertisers, which has not been the case for a long time. And everybody's on their devices because everybody's at home. So ad costs are in general are actually down. So they're lower. Um, So it's actually less expensive to run ads. Now it depends a little bit on what type of thing you're promoting, but if you have the budget for it, like this is an amazing time to really like invest in giving value to your audience And it can still be a time where you're launching. You just have to think about how you're launching it um, and make sure that it, it makes sense and is still appropriate. Otherwise you might just need to switch things up a bit. Hmm. That's so interesting that right now that ad costs are lower. I know it's kind of crazy. really. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of exciting, right? Because I think so many people, well, I know for myself, like Facebook ads confuse the heck out of me. Like what worked for one doesn't work for another one. Right. And, 
And then I'm like, well, okay, well, it worked before. I don't understand why it isn't working now. <laughs> and then like targeting, like it's like a foreign language to me, honestly. And I just don't have time to do it myself. Right. It's just too much to learn. Like I need to know enough to be dangerous, but I, like, I need to know what I'm looking at when I'm looking at like the, um, uh, insights and, you know, the reports and stuff like that so that I can make a decision to know, do I need to shut this one off or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, what my click-through rate is or what my, you know, leads cost is and things like that. Like I need to know those things, but to actually create the ad (laughs) every time I do it, I'm like, I honestly feel like I'm just doing something wrong and I'm crossing my fingers, throwing that spaghetti at the wall saying, please don't waste my $500, you know, (laughs) or whatever it is that I'm spending. Like Facebook ads. And when I say Facebook ads, I'm also talking about Instagram ads because Mm. Facebook owns Instagram and you run both from the ads manager platform. Yeah. Um, I mean, Facebook ads are so nuanced and it's true. Like a lot of the times I'll go in, if I'm doing like an audit for somebody, um, a lot of times the actual ad itself is fine. Like the copy looks good. The graphics look good or the video or whatever. That part is usually not ever the problem. The issues come in with how it's getting set up, making sure that people are choosing the correct um, objective is a huge thing that people mess up all the time. Um, Making sure that your audience is correct. And it's just like little things with how the ad gets set up that can really make the biggest difference. Like I, um, oh gosh, this was a while ago, but I have one of my done for you clients when we were first getting started she was running ads to a webinar and she was getting leads for the webinar for about $14 a person, which is expensive. Um, now webinars tend to yeah. be a little bit more expensive than like a general lead magnet, like three to $8 is considered a pretty decent cost, um, depending on your business and all of that. But $14 is way too much. And just with simple tweaks, not even of the ad, but just of how the ad was set up, we were able to make it go down to around the dollar range per sign up. So wow. it really is like, yeah, little tweaks that can make a big difference. Wow. That's amazing. A dollar, like a dollar a lead. I'd be like, I don't know, sipping champagne and popping right. confetti things if I had dollar leads, <laughs> especially for like a webinar, like people were signing up for something. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have my, very little like lead magnets that constantly run. Yeah. Um, and I don't spend a lot of money on them. It's like, I don't know, $3 a day or something, but they just continuously keep running. Um, which probably I should probably spend a little more than that, but it is what it is at this point. We'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) uh, so, but when I am like, So here's one thing. I was told that um, running ads on an ongoing basis helps the ads that you create for like the launch or the big thing, the webinar, whatever it is. Is that true? Um, I think it can be helpful. I don't think you necessarily have to have that. But the more the algorithm knows about you and your ads, the better your ads are going to do. 
Mm. Um, I mean, basically the Facebook algorithm is brilliant and it knows way too much about us. It knows how we use Facebook. So at the very beginning, when you're running the ad for conversions, it's able to take the people in your audience and show the ad to the people that are most likely to convert instead of the people that are going to be most likely to just like your post, um, Mm. which is amazing. And so in general, the more you run ads, the more seasoned the pixel is, meaning the more times people are like actually clicking off of Facebook and onto your website, as long as you have the Facebook pixel on it, Mm -hmm. you know, the algorithm just knows more about how, who your audience really is. So in that sense, yes, they will do, they will do better. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's cool. And so the other thing is, is that Facebook has gotten very, very picky about what you say. Yes. (laughs) Like extremely picky about what you say. So I, I had an ad that was one of those ones that just kept running. Uh And then all of a sudden they said, Nope, it's not approved. I'm like, what the heck? Like this thing's been running for months. Right. And now you're telling me it's not approved because, and all they'll really tell you is it doesn't meet our community standards. Well, what the heck does that even mean? Yeah. So Facebook tends to be very vague about it. Um, And you have to go in and like go in to edit the ad and then go in to see why it was not approved. Um, Because there are, there's a few different reasons why it happens. Um, For one thing, I saw pretty much all my clients' ads got not approved right around the time that the like special, um, special events and like the political ads um, Mm -hmm. started happening. Because you had to then go in and say, no, these are not political ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. If they decide that you're making any type of claim, um, like money claims, health claims, any type of thing with that, you have to be extra careful around the words that you use. Um, yeah. And I think that's what yeah. one of mine was. Like I did have to change something because it said, something about um, the wording you're using is something about like pyramid schemes and MLMs. And and I'm like, what? So I see that one a lot when it comes to like business owners and it's, yeah, it's any, it's like little bits of wording that's anything around like building a business or making money. And it's very weird that they lump it in with like pyramid schemes because it's like, you can just be talking about like, making money or but like you're not building making a business money. like yeah, exactly um yeah so sometimes it's just really playing around with the wording that you're using and figuring out what's going to work um and i wish that they had like more specifics of what you can say and not say but they really don't it's it's very vague um A lot of times though, if you appeal it and you say to them like, Hey, I'm not sure why, like, it's like, just be very polite and try to like ask for clarification. A lot of times those will end up getting approved. Um, especially if they weren't like spammy or salesy to begin with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just, it seemed just was very strange. I'm like, so that's, is what I do. Like I help other (laughs) business owners build their business. So how do I say that differently? Yeah. (laughs) You know, or the words that I, you know, I'm not using have more impact than the words that I can use. Right. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that. It, it is frustrating, which is also a reason why I just would rather not do them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I understand. Somebody else just do this for me. Um, and I also saw that Facebook prefers you to talk about how you want somebody to feel instead yeah. of how they are feeling right now, like what their pain points are. Yeah. Like, you know, we as coaches use a lot of like words like stressed and overwhelmed and anxiety and, you know, they yeah. don't want that. They want you to talk about how you want them to feel after. Yeah. So they basically, they don't want you to focus on the negative stuff. Mm. And the way that you can kind of get around that, so either focusing on the positive, like imagine feeling this, this, and this awesome thing, Mm -hmm. or you can also phrase it. They don't like you to use the word you. They basically don't want you to like call people out. So a lot of times I will put something like in like quotations of like, I was so stressed and frustrated until I found this thing. Mm. You relate. Or, you know, so it's like putting it in, like you can use I, you can use we, um, they, but you want to avoid using you as much as possible. If, especially if it's talking about some type of negative emotion or health thing or any type of negativity. Yeah. So putting all that together. So say you're, you know, a weight loss coach, right? So you don't want to say... Um, I can help you lose 10 pounds in five days. Oh yeah. Cause that's like making a claim like right. lose 10 pounds in five days that will never get approved. <laughs> right. And, or as a business coach, I would not want to say I can help you, um, make 5k in 30 days. Exactly. Uh, or anything that says really what my promise is. But you could use a testimonial from a client that's like, Mm. hey, she helped me make 10K in 30 days. Okay. So can you just type the testimonial in with like quotations? Yes. And sometimes you still have to be a little bit creative about it. Um, Sometimes that still might not get approved. So you just have to kind of like Sometimes it's just like appealing it or changing Mm -hmm. the language a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, with my mom, uh, with ads that we would run for their health and wellness business, Mm -hmm. I would really focus on telling my mom's story about the losing 70, uh, like the 72 point loss in her cholesterol. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at some point, like we had the same type thing. And this was like years ago where it's like, we'd been running these ads for, I don't know, like six months. And all of a sudden it was not approved for making claims. And then I had to appeal it and be like, no, I'm literally just telling her story. I'm not saying this will happen for anybody else. Right. Yeah. You just have to be really careful about what you're saying and how, Mm -hmm. um, but you, yeah, telling testimonials from others are a great way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's like, you just have to appeal it and play with the so, language. Yeah. And so that's just like, there's a little button, right? When, it, when it says it's not approved and you open your ads manager and you, then you click on your ad that's not approved. There's like a little button there somewhere that says, um, appeal this decision or something like that. 
Exactly. And it'll yeah. be, in, it's usually in the ad section of it. Okay. And there's a space for you to write in. Yeah. Like why you think that it should be approved. Exactly. And that's what you want to write. You don't want to write them something like, I don't understand why this isn't approved. Well, actually, sometimes I'll, I'll like ask questions and be like, I'm trying to make this so that this like fits what you need. Like, but I have no idea why it's not approved. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll just kind of put it like that. And usually a lot of the times they'll just come back and they'll be like, oh, it's approved. You know, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten like a personal message back saying, oh, this is why it wasn't approved. Like it's always either just approved or not approved. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Facebook is good about giving a standard form response. Yeah. Um, Very standard. (laughs) I like to continue to follow up and be like, but please explain this to me. Oh yeah. 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 And then recently Facebook has been reaching out. I've gotten a lot of emails for a lot of my client accounts being like, we want to help you make your ads better. So recently they have like a new program out there where they're, so it's like, if you can talk to a real person, oh, you know what though, actually, if that stuff is going on, I would suggest that you go to the Facebook support which Mm -hmm. I know you you can get to it if you go to like facebookforbusiness.com and then you go to support and then there's a chat and Mm. then you actually can talk to a real live person. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, that is super helpful. And I have have real life people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. They actually do. Um, But that's probably the best thing that I would do in addition to like after you appeal it, and like still send that in, but then talk, try to talk chat with an actual person. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know you could do that. So that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome to know that we can do that. Um, so before we wrap this up, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about, you know, when you're choosing, we talked about in the beginning, how you said traffic and conversions and um, mm-hmm. choosing, I don't know what the exact word is. You're choosing a objective. objective. Yep. Yeah. Can you talk about the different types of objectives? Yeah, and, absolutely. And how you would use those for certain things? Yeah. So some of the objectives, so you have ones for engagement, which means post engagement. So if you want people to engage on your post, Facebook calculates engagement as likes, comments, clicks, and shares, but mostly it means a lot of likes or reactions. So, um, why, why would people pay for an ad to do that? That's a great question. I almost never run ads for engagement. However, people do all the time. Um, basically, if you're boosting a post, that's going to be the default is for post engagement. Now, I will say, if you really just want to grow your page, I don't really suggest page-like ads anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if you really want to get more engagement on your page, you could run ads for post engagement and make sure that anytime somebody reacts on a post, if they've not already liked your page, you can invite them to like the page. You just click on the number of reactions and then a little thing pops up with a space to invite them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a reason to do it. Okay. I don't usually often ever recommend it. But if somebody is like, no, all I want to do is grow the page. I want more engagement. You could do it. So I, before you keep going, I just want this one thing, like 
90% of the people that run a Facebook ad are looking for an ROI, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Or some, at least it might not be an instant ROI, but it's yeah an, an eventual ROI down the line, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Here's what I will say. Like 90% of the time of the ads that I run, they're ads for conversions. Mm. And the reason for that is the vast majority of the time, if you're going to want to run ads, it's because you want somebody to take some type of action to convert off of Facebook and onto your own stuff, mm. like onto your email list, signing up for a webinar, signing up for a challenge, making a purchase, some type of conversion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So continue on with the yeah. objectives. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so um, video views would be good if you really just want somebody to watch a video. Um, so that you can retarget them later, anybody who's watched a percentage of your video. Mm. Um, messages ads would be if you want to, if you know that the best way to sell somebody is to start a conversation and Facebook Messenger is a great way for you to do that, messages ads would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen way too many people when I've been auditing accounts, way too many people running ads for reach to a cold audience. And that is a total waste. Like ads for reach can be good. If you have a very small, very hot audience that you want that ad to be shown Mm -hmm. to every single person in the audience, because they've already raised their hand and taken some type of action to show that they want to be in that audience. So that's the only time you'd run an ad for reach. Mm -hmm. And then ads for traffic, would be if you really want somebody to visit a blog post or let's say you want somebody to visit a sales page and then you're going to retarget them later. Um, Actually, recently for uh, some of my clients, running ads for traffic to schedule a discovery call has actually led to more conversions than running that same ad for conversions. But that's not true all the time. It's definitely something that you would want to test. Um, but again, the vast majority of the time, the ads that I run for myself, for any of my clients are going to be ads for conversions. If you want somebody to convert into a lead or a sale. Mm. Um, so that's, if you want somebody to sign up for your email list with your lead magnet, if you want somebody to sign up for a webinar or a workshop or a challenge, or if you're like straight up just offering, um, a purchase of something. Yeah. Or like a freebie, like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So pretty much, I mean, for my, for myself, I mean, I'm sure that there are many reasons why other people, you know, use traffic or, you know, like, I guess you, I could use that as, you know, like to a podcast episode. Yeah, that is true. So if you are running ads for a podcast, you would want to send them to traffic probably to like your website, like your podcast page on your website. You would run those for traffic because there's no real way for them to convert, to track that conversion. And so if you're running the ad for conversions, you do have to have a Facebook pixel, Mm -hmm. ideally a standard event Facebook pixel. Otherwise you could do a custom conversion Mm -hmm. on the thank you page to be able to track what they're actually signing up for. Mm. And the other thing um, is, is in order to run ads, you have to have a Facebook business page. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to have an Instagram business profile though, to run Instagram ads. 
So you could just run Instagram ads off of your regular non-business Instagram. Nope. Off of your Facebook business page. Okay. So you cannot run any ads without a Facebook business page. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you could do the, like, so I basically almost never recommend boosting a post. Um, and that like little promote button on all your Instagram posts is basically the same thing. Technically you could have just an Instagram business profile, I believe. And like boost your Instagram posts, but in general, yes, you need a Facebook business page. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cause when you just promote something or boost something, well, I'm going to say just promote because let's just take Facebook out of the equation for a second and talk about Instagram. You can't target. Is that right? Well, so, you know, it's funny because I, I mean, I literally like, I never boost posts. I never do that because I feel like 95% of the time it's a waste of money. So I'm not a hundred percent sure with Instagram with Facebook. I will say if you are pressing boost post, they've changed it so that now you actually do have all the targeting options, but you're not able to select which objective you want to choose. And so essentially the way that I see any type of promoting or boosting, you only want to do it if you want to basically keep them on the platform. If you want to take them off of Facebook or Instagram and onto your own platform, you have to run the ad through ads manager. Mm. Okay. Cause that, my next question was going to be, why do we not want to boost or, or promote? Yeah. That's the but biggest that's the reason. Yep. You can't run the ad for conversions. You can't even run the ads for traffic through boosting or promoting. So what does Facebook do when you hit boost? Does it just like blast it out to a bunch of people who think it might be interested in what you're saying? I mean, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. (laughs) So basically it gives you the option depending on what type of post it is, but you can run the ad for post engagement. So likes, comments, clicks, and shares. But if you want somebody to sign up for your freebie and you're boosting the post, you're mm-hmm. just going to get a lot of people that are liking, liking the post. They're not really going to click it. Mm. Um, you could run it for video views. You could run it for messages or you could run it for event responses. Basically, those are your options with boosting. Um, mm. And yeah. you can only run for an event response if it's an event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. in an event, you could be taking somebody off a Facebook platform if they're going to buy a ticket. Right. But for event responses, all that it's calculating, all it's measuring for it is if somebody clicked like going maybe or not going. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it doesn't really care who's going to sign up. It just cares who. (laughs) It just wants to keep them on Facebook or Instagram, you know, like that's that. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. That's, this has been awesome advice. Like they just, I have been, you know, doing ads myself for, I don't know, a few years and some of them are wicked hot and they work and they're awesome. And then some of them, I'm like, what the heck happened? It was like a train wreck. And I'm like, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. You know? <laughs> so yeah. that's another quick question. How many days 
should you let an ad run before you decide whether it's working? Yeah. So in general, Facebook's algorithm needs 48 to 72 hours. Um, and sometimes you will see an ad start off like as a pretty high cost, and then it'll start coming down as the algorithm figures out who to show the ad to. Now I will say though, sometimes I'll see like if I run an ad and it's been like over a day and I've gotten nothing, I'll turn it off. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I, if I know enough about the ad and or how it's done in the past or whatever, I'll pretty standard, give it that 48 to 72 hours. Okay. And when you're picking your audience, like when you're like, you know, drilling down into who you're going to target, um, you can dip into other people's audiences. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I didn't know that for a very long time. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. But those people have to be, um, I'm, I'm not sure of the word, but like, they have to be in Facebook's little drop-down box. Yeah. You can't target interest in everybody, but you, there's a lot of pages that you can. Mm. And there's um, inside the ads manager platform, there's a section called audience insights. Mm-hmm. You go to like the menu at the top and you can put in, so let's say you put in um, an interest in Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. If you put uh, click page likes up at the top, Mm-hmm. It'll show other similar pages that people that will have like a very similar audience. So you, as long as you have like one, um, one page that, you know, you can target, you can then use that to find other pages or in the audiences section of the, the ad, once you put in one, you can click suggestions and other ones will come up and it's not exact. You still have to do some research and make sure that like, who you're clicking on and adding is going to make sense, but they do try to kind of like help you out as long as you have a little bit of information on who the audience is. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that part of it either. The, the insights part. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's cool. Cause I have, you know, done that before with different people that I follow that we would have the same general ideal client. right? Right. Um, especially if I'm just running like a cold to a cold audience, obviously it would be a cold audience that I would be running that to. So I'm like, Oh, let's, you know, try whoever. I don't want to, I don't want to name any names, no name dropping. dropping. Um, well, and then do you use lookalike audiences as well? Yeah. I, it all just confuses me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's not dive into that now. Maybe we'll do another episode on lookalike audiences. (laughs) targeting later. Um, but just like the general, like outside what we actually can see in the ad, well, yep. you know, let's do that now. So, but I do notice. So one other thing that I have a question on is what yep. do you find is the best, um, like, you know, that little meter on the side that says, Oh, your audience, like you're going to reach bazillion people in. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. So first off, I don't really look at the broad versus like, um, narrow mm. little spectrum. And I don't really look at the reach per day that is based on how much you're spending. What I do look at though, is the total reach. And if you're targeting by country or larger, I want that to be around a million. 
really like 500,000 to 3 million is uh, where I'm kind of aiming for. Hmm. And just curious, because way before, like this was a few years ago, when I was like, okay, I'm going to try this Facebook ads thing. Somebody said, I heard somewhere, do not go past like 250,000. Um, oh, that's interesting about 250,000. So I used to say like 500,000 to a million and mm. basically not to go over that, but the algorithm gets smarter every day. And mm. so it can handle a larger audience now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I know it's kind of crazy how it's because it's kind of like a living thing and it just yeah, it's harder. Kind, of, <laughs> kind of scary actually. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh yes so awesome um let's see what else can we oh i know when you are choosing where to show your ad yep i personally always choose just facebook newsfeed stories and instagram yeah so Um, i don't care if my ad shows on the side i don't want it popping up in somebody's video offline Yep. <laughs> like, I, I don't, yeah, because I don't know where it's being shown or who it's being shown to. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's so just kind of a waste of money, right? In general, yes. Now, I do think everything with Facebook ads, it's like everything should, you should test it as long as you have the budget. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will start off an ad as the automatic placements and just see where they're coming in at. One of my clients, she was like, hey, could we try running this ad for just an article? Um, Because I think she saw somebody else with a similar business that had with an in-article ad. And so we ran them and the cost was a little bit higher than her her ads typically convert, but they were actually converting when we ran it just to that. Mm. But in general, yeah, the newsfeed, Facebook newsfeed, Instagram newsfeed tend to convert best. For Instagram stories, I actually would recommend running Instagram stories as a separate placement just by itself with a little Instagram stories video that's just that you just create in Instagram stories. So it looks like it's just native and organic to when somebody's scrolling through stories. Mm, Yeah. So the only reason they would know it would be different would be the little sponsored up on the top. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know how, like, if you're going through stories, like you can tell Mm. when a story is just like an ad that they didn't change because it's like a square image with all that text and it just like looks weird when you're going. So I think it, I think creating the Instagram stories as a separate one makes a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, Also testing Instagram as a separate placement as well um, can be good too, because in general, Facebook tends to give more reach and more money to Facebook. Um, but sometimes Instagram can be really profitable when it's, you're just running those ads to the Instagram newsfeed. Yeah. Like you're not splitting your budget between the two. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Good stuff, Jen. Good stuff. Yeah. That was awesome. So tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, the ads Maven and, um, so that's my podcast. You can find me on any podcast platform. Um, you can also go to the adsmaven.com or jenpasik.com goes to the same place and on everything social. I'm just at Jen Posick. 
Awesome. And on your website, you have some free trainings. I have lots of stuff. Yeah. So I have a roadmap to profitable Facebook ads. It's a free guide. I have a quiz all about um, finding out if Facebook ads are a perfect match for your business. I have multiple other trainings and all sorts of goodies. Yeah. And you got, tell me about your monthly membership. Yeah. So I, uh, it's called ad maker society and it comes with some trainings, um, about there's a core training about how to run ads to your warm audience. And then every week we have office hours that mm. sometimes it's trainings on different topics that people are requesting. So we've done recently ones on Facebook pixels, ones on creating audiences. We have one coming up on running ads to grow your Facebook group. And then we'll also have Q and A's through zoom where people can hop on, share their screen, ask all their questions. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. And you also do coaching ads management. Yeah. 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 So I do done with you ads and then I also do done for you ads. Awesome. That's yeah. amazing. So are you on Instagram? I am. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Yeah, so Is it just on the ads Instagram, maven? At Jen Posick. Oh, at Jen Posick. Perfect. All right. Well, if you're listening to this episode and you found massive value that Jen just dropped on us, <laughs> make sure you um, screenshot. I couldn't think of the word there for a second screenshot this episode and tag Jen and I in your stories, send her a DM, ask her your questions, tell her how much you loved all the value that she just laid down and connect, connect, connect with both of us. We love you all. We hope you are staying safe and healthy and we will talk to you in the very next episode.